Welcome to GovIT, a monthly podcast series from TD Synex Public Sector, where we discuss the next generation of public sector IT solutions with the technology innovators driving the change. I'm your host, Tom Temin. Each month, we explore a different technology, what it is, and how it can help public sector organizations achieve their modernization goals and accomplish their missions. In this episode, we're sitting down with Samer Muhandas, Drainage Design Product Manager for Autodesk, and Kevin Breslin, Director of Infrastructure Services for Imaginet. We're discussing the future of drainage, paving the way for green infrastructure with info drainage. Samer, if you will for us, discuss the concept of green infrastructure, sustainable drainage systems, and why they are particularly important now in the era of climate change. That's an interesting question. And maybe I'd like to take a step back and discuss how nature deals with rainfall. When it rains on a park or on a, in a let's say, greenfield site, you don't see inlets collecting runoff and you don't see pipes conveying the runoff and you don't see tanks storing water as well. Basically, nature takes good care of this problem without throwing concrete and steel at it. You would see trees intercepting the rainfall and then sending some of it back to the atmosphere by a process called evapotranspiration. You'd see permeable soil allowing water to infiltrate through the layers of soil, gravel, sand, etc., which would reduce the amount of runoff and improve the quality of water and slow the runoff down. You'd see evaporation happening across the catchment and you'd see rivers, streams, ponds getting full of water during extreme events. However, when we decided to go crazy building roads, roofs, parking lots, we messed up that amazing drainage system that used to naturally happen. And now we have a new objective. We are now treating water as a waste product. We want to get rid of it quickly and we want to send it downstream really quickly to rivers and streams so we can deal with this problem downstream. And here when sustainable drainage systems comes, or what we call in the UK SUDS, and in the US we call it green infrastructure. So this is now centered around mimicking nature in how it deals with drainage. Uh, we want to mimic that behavior within an urban environment. So we're not trying to uh, stop building roads and parking lots and roofs. We still need them. Uh, we still want dry paved surfaces because dry paved surfaces mean accessibility. However, we want to slow down their response to rainfall events by introducing that element of delay. We want to reduce the runoff by encouraging infiltration and encouraging evaporation, interception, and evapotranspiration. And we want to improve the quality of water whilst enhancing the amenity and the biodiversity of the area. That's, in a nutshell, the concept of green infrastructure. And traditional drainage systems then really don't quite meet the bill nowadays in terms of sustainability. And info drainage, your product can help with that. Tell us more about that. Basically, traditional drainage systems, they shoot the water downstream, as, uh, as I said earlier, really quickly, as the objective now is to get rid of the water and be ready for the next storm. And guess what happens when all drainage networks are doing the same thing at the same time? Flooding. So basically, the river will not be able to handle the peak, and then we will end up with drainage systems that cannot discharge anything downstream because the water level in the river is too high. And the problem is that the existing software in the market that models the behavior of these inlet pipe tank solution, 
is not well prepared to mimic or model the uh, behavior of a sustainable drainage system. They were built to look at a, a how a pipe would flow in a uh, sorry how water would flow in a pipe, and then we tried to stretch these tools with more capabilities to represent some sort of a swale and a and a pond and a uh, infiltration trench, a soak away. And that didn't work because we did a great job in representing the volume of these features in a traditional drainage system. And we said, okay, that's a drainage network and this is an infiltration trench. That's the volume of it. But we failed to replicate the delay that it offers. I mean, imagine if you have a town center with 20 schools, all 20 schools are discharging or sending, releasing students at the same time at 3 p.m. You'll get flooding of students in the town center. So this is why when when I go to collect my daughter, they they say you need to wait 10 minutes because we're releasing her class at 15 past three. And this class is releasing the students at, uh, uh, let's say, five past three. And yeah, they release them slowly and gradually so they don't flood the streets with, uh, with students. And we failed in the, our traditional tools and that, that are available in the market, we failed to replicate that behavior of how water would flow slowly and vertically through a layer of soil. It gets then to a layer of gravel, and then it makes its way to a perforated pipe, and then it makes its way to a flow control chamber, and then it flows to another swale, then to another pond, then over, it overflows to uh, another pond, and then it discharges to a river. We represented the volumes, but we couldn't represent these features. Uh, the delay and the vertical movement of water, the horizontal movement and all that. What InfoDrainage did is that we built that software with sustainable drainage systems or green infrastructure being the center of it rather than an afterthought. So now we're not uh, representing, uh, let's say, a pipe and then we say, OK, we're going to put more volume in that pipe to mimic a swale behavior. We're saying this is a smart object called swale and it's sitting on a top of a layer of gravel and you have a perforated pipe. So we revolutionized the way you look at sustainable drainage systems. We don't have a node-based structure in info drainage. We have a polygon-based structure. So the time that the water takes to flow in a pond from the inlet point to the outlet will be considered in the calculations. And this is why we're getting a lot more a better accuracy in info drainage than all other traditional drainage uh, software. And we've done some sort of benchmarking study recently to compare the outputs from info drainage to observed data from a real pond in Scotland. And there was a really good agreement compared to the traditional tools. Right. So it sounds like you've really got smart diagrams going here. What's the obstacle to people adopting this and going ahead with green drainage systems? Sounds important. Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. And the main blockers here are often a mix of, are you sure it works? Oh, it's a maintenance burden. I don't want to do it. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, there are utilities and pipes underneath and uh, I don't want to expose them. Maybe the groundwater is too high. I cannot infiltrate. I don't want green infrastructure because I'm near an airport. I don't want to basically have an open water feature that attracts birds and annoy the airplanes. So I've heard 
through my career, I heard lots of excuses why people shy away from these amazing green infrastructure. And everything I've just mentioned can be mitigated and we can work around it. For example, the maintenance burden. People think that the fact that now we have a landscape feature that has water in it, that it's going to be a maintenance burden. Uh, sustainable drainage systems or green infrastructure, they should be treated as any other landscape feature. And the fact that there is water running in it is coincidental. It's not going to increase the maintenance burden. People say, oh, they these depressions in the ground, the ponds, they collect rubbish. And I, I say, no, they don't generate or they don't collect rubbish. But people throw rubbish, but these features, they happen to be low depressions in the ground. And of course, if people throw rubbish around them, yes, they're going to be full of rubbish, but uh, they should be treated as any other landscape feature when it comes to maintenance. When we talk about how expensive they are, I mean, have you calculated the uh, how expensive flooding is? And when we talk about the utilities and uh, the fact that there are uh, utilities, utilities are everywhere. Sure. And if we want to avoid them, we will not do anything. So basically, these features, when they have, a, like, let's say, a bioretention feature or a rain garden, they would have a layer of soil and a layer of gravel. And you can incorporate these CCTV cables and Virgin Media cable and a Vodafone cable in these features without without a problem, without any issues. But if you have a gas main and if you have an electric cable, then yeah, run away. Don't don't expose these utilities. And some people talk about infiltration and say, I don't want to infiltrate, uh, I cannot infiltrate. Uh, this is why I'm not going to do uh, sustainable drainage systems. You don't have to infiltrate every time. I mean, yes, we would like to encourage infiltration, but if it's not possible, you can wrap it uh, sure, sure. With impermeable geomembrane and isolated from the groundwater, the high, let's say there is a high groundwater in the area. Yeah, so lots of excuses. And for every excuse, there is a mitigation uh, measure. And there are a lot of good advice and good guidance on how to work around these constraints. Any good examples you can name recently where this type of approach was taken, the sustainable approach to incorporate all these features and ensure that the operation works like natural drainage would ordinarily operate yeah lots of case studies would come to mind and the i mean most famous one uh, i could think of is a project in a town center in london called eastport town center and that town center used to flood every year whenever it rains more than 0.5 inch um, we introduced 14 rain gardens or bioretention features in the town center and basically, these rain gardens are like a layer of soil sitting on the top of a layer of gravel, and then you have perforated pipes. And as a result of implementing these solutions, I went to the site and I took a video of a, a rainfall event, extreme rainfall event, like 1.2 inch rainfall, and the site was drained completely in less than 20 minutes. This site, uh, this project won lots of awards. The uh, People Choice Award, the ICE Award, the Landscape Institute Award, and uh, it yeah, if you uh, look it up in the, on Google, it yeah, it's a it's a success story for green infrastructure that demonstrate that they actually work. And looking ahead, as the situation in the world changes, and atmospheric conditions and ground conditions change, is info drainage positioned? Do you think to adapt 
to the changing requirements as people move into the future? Absolutely. The, the future now is heading towards the use of smart green infrastructure, and in particular, the use of uh, smart rainwater harvesting. So you see drainage and water supply, they both have two conflicting objectives. One wants to store water and the other one wants to reuse it in basins and uh, toilets, etc. So when we use the, a, a, the technology of IoT, the Internet of Things, alongside rainwater harvesting, we will be able to have one structure that stores the water. And if there is a rain coming, because we have sensors and we, we're connected to the meteorological office, then we get an alarm that, okay, there is rain coming, we need to empty that structure to get it ready. And if there is a dry period, we say, okay, we need to block it and make sure that it's, uh, it's, it's not draining the water so we can use it in toilets and uh, toilets and other appliances. And this is actually an important behavior to replicate, and I haven't seen that being considered in any uh, software tool. But in InfoDrainage, we currently have a rainwater harvesting feature within this model at this, the subcatchment, and we're looking into this more and more. We've, all, we've just recently launched as well AI uh, or machine learning deluge. Basically, without solving any equations, now InfoDrainage can predict where the ponding of water will be using machine learning because it learned from 10,000 historical flooding events or historic, historical simulations. And, and now it can figure out where the water is going to be ponding, where it's going to be uh, channeled without solving one equation. This is the future and info drainage is now not only, uh, it's not catching up with technology, it's actually leading the way and introducing new workflows using the, the or sure. leveraging the power of AI and IoT. All right. Sounds very current. Samer Muhandis is product manager for Info Drainage at Autodesk. Thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you. And now for a final comment, we turn to Kevin Breslin. He's the manager of infrastructure and reality capture services at Imaginit. Kevin, good to have you back. Thanks, Tom. So as, as we heard Samir talk about the the technology with uh, with info drainage. Imagine its role is to work with our our customers, our clients who are adopting this technology and putting it to practice. And in part of uh, that process involves more than just acquiring the software. There's generally going to be the need for education, some implementation guidance, and things of that nature. So our team of uh, of water resources engineers are positioned to assist our, our clients that are going through the implementation process and adopting uh, info drainage as well as other innovative technologies. And that ranges from consulting as far as helping identifying the right tools based on the need, and of course, uh, various forms of education, and then ultimately support. So as they're integrating it into their workflows and processes and leveraging the technology, our team really is uh, is here to help ensure that they're doing that in the best way possible and being able to really uh, take full advantage of the capabilities of the technology. And that is so noted. Kevin Breslin is Manager of Infrastructure and Reality Capture Services at Imaginit. Thanks so much. Thank you. For more information on info drainage and the best software solutions for you, visit imaginit.com. You've been listening to GovIT from TD Cinex Public Sector. We'll be back soon with more public sector IT content. I'm Tom Tamman.